Welcome back to Talking About Glaucoma, the podcast in which I talk with other glaucoma colleagues about hot topics in our field. This is episode number 16 for late July 2011. My apologies for being a few months late in getting new episodes posted. You know how things can be trying to catch up on Transformers 1 and 2 before seeing Transformers 3 and transitioning to yet another new EMR system. There's only so much time to do it all. I'm Robert Schertzer, Clinical Associate Professor at the University of British Columbia Department of Ophthalmology and Visual Sciences and Director of the West Coast Glaucoma Center in Vancouver, BC, and we're talking about glaucoma. We're talking today with Auguste uh, Demores here at the American Glaucoma Society meeting, and we last met Gus a couple of years ago on my very first podcast, actually, when he discussed his... Uh, findings about uh, visual fields and the increased risk if there were defects above and below the horizontal. And now he's come a long way since then with further research on glaucoma progression and visual field analysis, so maybe he could tell us about it. Uh, so we've been working on uh, visual field progression, especially looking at rates of progression, rates of visual field change. And uh, we recently published uh, a study looking at risk factors for uh, rapid visual field progression among patients with glaucoma under treatment, which is something that has not been reported in the literature so far. And based on this model, uh, which is going, which is in, in press uh, in the archives of ophthalmology, I presented a risk calculator that puts these variables, just like the OATS risk calculator to predict not only the risk of progression, but also the velocity at which the visual field is going to progress. So that's our, our main finding. And we tested this model uh, in a different population. Uh, and we found moderate to good results compared with other studies. And I guess one of the key points here is, unlike the OATS calculation, which is a risk of uh, ending up getting glaucoma. This is actually patients with glaucoma and their risk of progression. Yeah. Yes, two, two interesting points are that first, first of all, the OATS calculator, as you said, is like patients who are, who have normal fields, uh, normal disc and elevated pressure and their risk of converting to glaucoma, taking into, con into consideration their natural history because they were, uh, the, the risk model was derived from the observation group of the OATS. Uh, of OATS. Uh, second part is our, our difference is that we're looking at uh, not only progression in terms of risk of getting worse of the field, but also the velocity at which the field progresses and assuming linearity of visual field progression, which allows us to estimate what the visual field is going to be like in five or ten years. So I guess uh, another question now would be where, where do you go from here? Obviously for your study, first you uh, derive the data from a group of patients and then you took a completely different group of patients to help uh, to, to try it out on and to see how it did in, in predicting the progression. Uh, what would the next step be in this research? Yes, uh, we still want to f uh, test in other larger populations. That population was relatively small for for testing like a risk model. So we're we're working with some other groups to test in larger sample size and see how robust our model is. 
And uh, this is, as I said, it's just a draft. This is just like a, a f beginning of, uh, uh, of, of, of a model that we're trying. The next step would be working with more sophisticated statistics and computerized models that improve the efficacy or the accuracy of the model. Um, you're probably familiar with uh, uh, neural networks and learning vector machines. You, you basically uh, teach the computer how to detect, and you give it like a, a, th a thousand examples, and to see how it, it, it how it performs, and you give it a grade, and then you give another thousand examples to see how it gets better. So I think in the next couple of years we should have like a, a, a much improved version. Because as I showed, the data are very good looking at the pooled data, looking at all the patients as a mean. But some individuals' values are, are sometimes are very different. And we think like with these statistical improvements, we may be able to be more specific for each individual case as well. Got it. So, so far, it, it's good to, if you average the whole population, but you can't take that patient you have in your examining room and say what their likelihood is to progress as it as the model stands so far as actually as the model stands so far it gives you a good idea uh, one of the indexes i showed was the c index was a value of 0.75 which is the same as the oats calculator and which people have been using in clinic so far we are just uh, as far as the risk of progression, we're, the model seems to be very uh, accurate, very robust. But I think uh, knowing the exact velocity of progression will be more challenging, especially because uh, we assume linearity and we still don't know if glaucoma is a, glaucoma progression is linear, sporadic, uh, or just sinoidal, or we don't know. Thanks so much, Gus. Great work. Well, that's our show for today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe via RSS feed from my wholeoutofrob.com blog or iTunes or the iHandbook app for the iPhone or Android device. Follow me on Twitter where I'm Rob Scherzer and check out my office website at westcoastglaucoma.com and feel free to drop me a line at podcast at iguy.org. That's I-G-U-Y dot O-R-G. And please rate the series on iTunes. Please help detect and treat glaucoma by keeping yourself informed.